0: Hello, and this is a, another one of those what the fuck is wrong with you people episode that isn't really what the fuck is wrong with you people. Um, I'm just too lazy to create a second podcast. An anchor only gives you one freaking podcast per, per account. So you have to go through the whole sign-up process. Blah, 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 blah. Anyway. Uh, The topic for today is what the fuck is wrong with no one, actually. (laughs) Um, It's all about minority representation. I say minority representation uh, specifically, but it also deals with majority representation in a roundabout manner. So I'm asking all of you, what does minority representation mean to you? And this is a question that you're going to have to answer to yourself. I will give you my view of representation based off of math. And not based off of feelings, not based off of what we need versus what we don't need. This is based off of math. And that's to give you an example of a baseline of where appropriate representation, if all things are equal, would look like. Based off of math alone. There's only about 135 half to 14% black American populace in the United States. Same thing for those who identify as Latino, Chicano, Spanish, Mexican, uh, etc., Gay representation, LGBT, I say gay, but it's LGBTQ, whatever, whatever other letters are continually being added. Um, but you get the basics, a basic idea. I don't mean to be dismissive. I'm not being dismissive. I just, I, I that's apparently an argument within the community, uh, about which letters belong, which letters don't, which letters are all inclusive, which letters aren't. And, um, so, the if the census and the replies to the census are accurate, there's only about 5.7 percent of the entire nation would fall under that rainbow catalog uh, of of uh, minority members in this country, and you know there's there's an argument to be made that some people have actually uh, are in self-denial and that may be true. You know, I've... I mean, we've all seen people who don't admit it until they're caught doing something. Uh, You know, like Kevin Spacey or uh, Lindsey Graham. Kevin Spacey's a bad example. I'm not saying that all gay men are Pedophiles or rapists or anything like that. I'm I'm not saying he represents the rainbow. um, You know the the minorities under LGBT, etc. But I'm saying that he likely didn't admit it publicly, and he likely did not admit it in census records. However, I seriously doubt. It's over 10%. So, if all things are equal, what we would have in terms of minority representation is no more than 1 out of every 10 or 13 out of every 100 uh, people in any given or or a generic representation of an average town in the United States would be black or Hispanic Spanish whatever Um, and no more than 10 out of 100 or 1 out of 10 would be LGBTQ whatever whatever else is there So that's a mathematical definition. But then you have the community definitions. You have communities where there aren't any LGBTQ, whatever. Maybe you have one out of 300. And then you have communities like San Francisco, which have a very large population of, Upset minority, and you might have two out of five. Actually, I don't know what the appropriate math is for San Francisco, but it's it's just a, an idea out there that it would be much larger. You have African American communities which are almost totally black, and then you have other communities which are almost totally white. If you've ever been to Minnesota, you know what I'm talking about. I haven't, but my friend used to live there and that's what he would say. So you have a huge, huge disconnect across the country of what appropriate representation means to you or means to a person. Or means to a community or means to a community leader and that disconnect is real and it's not a disconnect of racism or maybe those communities were created from racism or subconscious racism where people just gravitate towards uh, like uh, like like um, um oh God, what's the appropriate word? I don't know, it's not like minded, but where people gravit gravitate towards others like themselves. and you know there there's a real there's a real thing there there's a there's a re, there are real barriers in the world, and those barriers become ingrained in a person's mindset because they turn around and say, there aren't that many gay people in where I live. Or you might have others say, There are lots of gay people where I live. And you might have people say, I didn't see a black person till I was 13. Why is everybody black now? And then you have another person say, Look, I didn't see a white person till I was 30. And the first word out of their mouths was the N word. So we all have different experiences and all those experiences are based off of different social and emotional and developmental barriers that have been developed through no fault of our own based on where we live. And as a result, you have people arguing viciously about what is and is not appropriate representation and you also have the other issue of what is appropriate representation in a sitcom now is the sitcom a workplace is the sitcom a place where people go to school is a sitcom a family sitcom you know a great example of this is is, um, Friends. If they had lived in Minnesota or Denmark, nothing but white people would have been normal. But it wasn't. It was New York. And they almost never had a non-white person. And the actor who played uh, Ross actually fought hard for diversity to a point where he demanded that his character have an African-American girlfriend. So he was trying to get a reality check on that particular sitcom and it was a it was a real struggle and it re- represented the ingrained racism involved. In developing a television show, in casting, in the producers, uh, you know, boardroom meetings. And that was a real problem. And that actor stepped up and he said, what the fuck is wrong with you people? And he fought for a major change and it was a continuous fight even after he got the, uh, the girlfriend. And I don't believe that she was token. See, there's a difference between a token uh, character and uh, a character that's represented properly. Token character is in the back as a stereotype if they say anything. And, uh, a character that's integral or integral to the whole production would be like Winston Zeddemore of Ghostbusters he actually had an impact on the script his character had an impact on the lives and had an impact on everything going on in fact in the second movie it was clear that he and Ray had struck up a pretty solid friendship in the cartoon it was even more so right Uh the character for who played Ross's girlfriend, uh, or the character who was Ross's girlfriend, she was not a token character. And you know, but some people may come out and say, "Oh, she was because she was the only one, and she was done as a we need a black person." Uh, no, no, no. Uh, the we need a black person was a fight for representation, not a fight for tokenism. And the actor who played Ross knew that and he wanted to make sure she had an impact. That was a form of representation, but then you also have, you know, so, so during that period you could kind of argue that there was almost a good representation in France during his entire fight, right? You then have shows like um, Family Matters, where it's expected the majority of the actors are going to be black. And you can argue it is a black comedy in, in many ways, but it was on the TGIF lineup, so While the representation may have looked like it was all black in that sitcom, it should have been all black in that sitcom. And on the TGIF lineup, it actually added, uh, I'm not going to say that, I'm not going to say that. I know you guys are thinking I'm going to say that now. It actually, for those of you who don't know what I'm saying, I'm thinking you're going to say, then you, obviously I don't know what you're going to, you know, I'm not talking to you. But um, that particular sitcom added an extra depth and added some more representation to a predominantly white lineup because that's a lineup that had Perfect Strangers, although you could argue that Perfect Strangers, uh, with its fake me posts, background actually had some sort of representation of Greeks um I mean well technically Meposians aren't Greek and, and they even have a, an episode about that which was incredibly funny but um the idea though was it was a Mediterranean representation a fictitious Mediterranean culture but in general that entire region was more or less sort of represented in a comedic way um Get yeah, that with Perfect Strangers. For some people who don't know what I'm talking about... There is a lot of weird racism against people from Mediterranean. If you don't... If you have not come across it... Maybe you haven't noticed it. But shows like Golden Girls and Hot in Cleveland... And a lot of British shows... Are very racist slash bigoted against people from Italy, Greece, etc., in some pretty vulgar, vulgar ways. Um, but uh, I mean, I, I'm not comparing it to racism against people who are black, but I am saying that there are different levels there. There are different levels of discrimination. There are different levels of some pretty horrible. Uh, nasty things that people will say about others from the Mediterranean and it's it's real it's not fake it's real but you know what that, that also brings up cultural representation what is cultural representation you know everyone calls themselves Irish but are they really Irish is their culture being represented so, like on the TGF lineup, it was mostly white. You had some Mediterranean representation. You had Family Matters, and uh, but you know what? Even those shows, even the, those are family sitcoms. It was pretty decent compared to NBC's Thursday night lineup. You know, Frasier, uh, Cheers, um, you know, Friends. Will & Grace, it was white, capital, central of the TV production for that particular channel, you know, for, for national TV, national TV production. And it, it's, it's when the representation, I guess, is overt in one area that you need to decide if it is, if it's a like black comedy only, although I don't think that Family Matters was only black comedy. It was a black family, uh, but they did deal with a lot of black issues. In contrast, you know, the Martin Lawrence show or the UPN network, it was pretty much just black characters in black sitcoms. And you could argue that it was necessary for decades of white-only sitcoms, that you had some black-only sitcoms. So it really comes down to what is needed, I guess, uh, what seems to be a perception of uh, too much. And you know, as well as some people just not recognizing—oh, sorry about that—transmission not set in park. There we go. Some people just not recognizing that some uh, when something is a little bit too overt, it will only appeal to a certain demographic. You know, like Ellen was definitely a show about a gay. Woman, or, you know, a lesbian. A lot of people don't realize that, but they, you know, Bruce Campbell, uh, was on, uh, on that season when she decided to come out nationally. And that was a pretty amazing, uh, set of writing. But it wasn't what I think you could call a gay comedy. Will and Grace is closer to being a gay comedy. You know, LGBT specific, uh, comedy. Now, there are a lot of people that will not be, not find it appealing for different reasons. I don't find it appealing because I, I actually don't really like the, The jokes. It's nothing to do with the gay characters. I just don't, I don't like the show. Um, (laughs) but I know it's an amazing show. You know what? I, I shouldn't say I don't like the show. I have, I have liked some of the shows. And I think some of the shows are pretty damn funny. But, uh, in general, it does not appeal to me. But then there are other people that say that they hate it and they want it banned because they're gay. That's unacceptable. You know, I'm actually glad that that show came back. I think that that show should be on the air because I know it has comedy that appeals to people. Like I did not find Martin, the Martin Lawrence's show to be funny, but I'm glad that it was on because I know there are people who's, who find that funny, you know, that type of stuff, um, I mean, I like, I like the Three Stooges. I know a lot of people hate the, really fucking hate the Three Stooges. Um, but, uh, you know, so, so people need to dial back the anger a little bit. And they need to try and think through what is being represented, why it's being represented, how it's being represented. Not every show needs to have a gay couple or half of the pe- people in the cast gay if it's not intended to be that way some shows are intended to be that way and they should be that way you know so all it's all about it's all about balance and representation and the goals of the show or the goals of the production or goals of the book or goals of the comic And when it's forced, it will never go over very well. When it's organic, it will always go over well. And you could have somebody say, we need to have representation, and then they can create an organic representation. A difference between forced and organic would be Alan Scott, Green Lantern. That's like a forced, he was turned gay. He actually was turned gay because they changed his character specifically just to make them gay for marketing reasons. And then you have Kevin Keller, which was an organic creation of a gay character in Archie Comics. And in their debut comics, they were they almost had identical storylines, but because Kevin Keller was organic, Kevin Keller won awards and Alan Scott's book was largely Dismissed. That it was dismissed by people who were not homophobic, gay-hating pieces of trash. It was dismissed by people who didn't really care for what they had done and what they, what they, how they were pre- presenting it. it. It was not done very well. I'm one of the people that really liked Kevin Keller' presentation and really hated how they presented Alan Scott, and yet the storylines were almost identical, at least in how the paneling went on, down to them kissing their boyfriends or whatever it was. Uh, and the color of the shirt, literally, they are both blonde-haired, both had green sweaters on or green shirts on, and both had a gay kiss. But it's more than that that's needed for representation. And I believe Alan Scott was actually a form of or bordering on the form of tokenism. Anyway, I got to go in. So think about that, guys, while I go into work and have fun.